have you ever been to Orlando, Florida? I think I've been three times at least. I've been I've been at least three times. Like on purpose? I mean, not by accident. Oh, okay. But not necessarily by choice. Okay. If that makes sense. What was your best trip? Can you describe it? I've been to Disney World twice, but that's in Kissimmee, uh-huh. technically, I think. So you fly into Orlando. Uh-huh. The I don't really remember doing anything in Orlando. The airport's big. Disney World's Orlando. Well, yeah, it's the greater Orlando area. Okay. What was your first Disney World experience? Did you like it? Yeah. How I old were it. you? I liked it. I think I was 10. Yeah. Yeah. I went for, I I feel like my real Orlando experience was when I went for work once and then I really was in the city of Orlando. Disney World is a world. It's a world unto its own. Yeah. I mean, sure, you were in Orlando, but it's, you're not spending time in the city of Orlando. Yeah. Unless you're like staying at the Days Inn or yeah. something. Well, know. Orlando acts as like a hub basically yeah. for all the different amusement parks that are around there. So Universal has their own little block right. and then there's SeaWorld and... Is, is Bush Gardens down there as well? Is that... I think that's Atlanta, isn't it? Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I the, when I went to Orlando for work, I felt like it was just this strange hellscape of chain restaurants and chain hotels just self-perpetuating. Mm-hmm. Like you'd go to the chain restaurant because you were staying at the hotel. Yeah. But it felt like the hotels only existed for the chain restaurants. It was horrific. Did you, did you ever go to a Shoney's? No, but I went to uh, Tony Roma's. Oh, I don't know what that is. Have you been to an Applebee's? I have. It's like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well. Or a Chili's. Well, that's comforting. You ever been to a Ruby Tuesday's? Long time ago, yeah. You ever been to a Ruby Tuesday's in Orlando? No. It's like any other Ruby Tuesday's you've ever been to. Yeah. When was the last time you were in Orlando? I've only been to Orlando once. Uh, I believe I was nine years old. I think it was in, th- oh, it was either second or third grade. My family drove us down there and we spent three days in Orlando. The first day was the Magical Kingdom. Second day was MGM Studios. And the third day was SeaWorld. And I had a great time at all three parks. Um, MGM Studios, I feel like I enjoyed the most. I really like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids exhibit where you basically like go in and it's just a bunch of tall like blades of gl- grass or whatever. Wasn't it, was it an exhibit? It was, I, I don't know. What would you call Are it? Are there placards that say this is giant grass such as that which was in I don't Honey, recall. I Shrunk? That I don't, would be I, an exhibit. I don't recall that. Uh, MGM that was in MGM Studios, which was my favorite. I uh, out of the three, uh, Magical Kingdom is you know it's like I think really... it's called the Magic Kingdom. What Magic Kingdom? The Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I like how on day three, instead of doing the Disney trifecta and going to Epcot, the educational park, yes. you instead went to SeaWorld. Well, yeah, we were on vacation. <laughs> this wasn't like <laughs> a physics trip. Yeah, you got enough exhibits. So the, the honey we shrunk the kids. And then when I got back, I remember returning to school and for like the next three weeks every story i told or anything would be related to disney world to the point where my third grade teacher at one point said okay everyone in the class there's no more talk about disney world (laughs) how diplomatic It seems like let's it stop seems talking like about Disney World. Seem to be talking about Disney World a lot yeah. lately. I also wore my goofy hat. I think for like a month straight to school, and wow. yeah, you must have had lots of friends. Oh man, I had a great time at Disney World. <laughs> Thank you.
Wow. Oh, man. Okay. Welcome back to The Long Road Home Alone. It is so nice to be back. Jimmy, nice to see you. I'm here. Good to be here. I'm glad to be here, too. And thanks for having me here. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. So, um... Let's get right into it. Let's let's do that. And is there anything that we need to... Are there any updates? Is there any new news? All right. So in the past week, I've watched Home Alone three more times and I've read the novelization twice. And I feel like uh, I have a better understanding of how you have as well. Same. The same the same number of times. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I have a better understanding of how the McAllister family works. Uh, And I don't I had always assumed that Rod was Frank and Leslie's kid. But too. that's not the case. Apparently, uh, Rod is Robin Georgette's kid uh, and Heather's brother. So, Rod, the confusion is Rod has been staying with Frank and Leslie. Yes. And Heather hasn't been staying with any of them. She's in college. Yeah. So she's been off to college. She has convened with the family at Kate and Peter's house because now she's on holiday break. Yeah, the entire family meets at the McAllister house in Chicago because they're all going to fly out of O'Hare. I don't know, it's confusing to me because I think that branch of the McAllisters are from New York. And so Rob and Georgette moved to Paris and then they sent Rod to go live in Ohio with Frank and Leslie. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. For some reason, I always thought that Heather was in high school, maybe a senior, and that the notion was that she was staying back to finish the school year, to mm-hmm. not be pulled out. Rod's a lot younger. Yeah. One, he he's seems still like, like he's 13, maybe 14. No, I, I think he's in high school. I think yeah. he's, I think he's like maybe a freshman or sophomore in high school. But are they really going to leave him behind for all of high school? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. High school. I feel like you take your son over to a, uh, a non-English speaking country. Uh, he's going to go to an international boarding school or eh, something in, I, in Paris. I guess, I guess. Yeah. But you make a really good point which is they live in new york they're not yeah so so he's he's being uprooted anyway it's not like he's finishing yeah I, it's weird yeah it's weird yeah send him to ohio and then heather i had always assumed that she was in college and staying with the McAllisters in chicago but that's not the case either she i don't believe so yeah she's she, going, to, she's Northwestern, going to northwestern yeah and i think she's living on campus all right so once and for all let's just clear up okay so we've got frank and leslie frank is the oldest of the McAllister brothers his oldest child is tracy then sandra then brooke then fuller then we have peter and kate uh oldest is buzz then megan then Lenny, then jeff then jeff then kevin and then lastly we have rob and georgette Oldest is Heather, Heather Rod, Rod Stefan. Stefan. Yeah, there's a boy. There's okay. a boy named Stefan. And then unnamed, and then twins, unnamed right? twins. Female twins. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So we got Rob with five kids, Peter with five kids, mm-hmm. Frank with four kids. Yes. It is it it does remain confusing. Um, maybe even more confusing than where Frank's car is. Yes. Well, do you know what's also confusing is the head count in front of the van. It uh, gets the more, confusing. Yeah. Okay. It's so a chaotic we, situation. It's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, can we just call this Heather's folly? Yeah. I mean, I can see why Peter and Kate would feel that way. 
Heather did the head count right, though. She you did. know, she did the head count right, and then on top of that, she had Buzz screwing it up for her in the uh, you know eleven ninety two twelve. Yes, Buzz, Buzz don't, don't be a moron. moron. Yeah, so I agree. I will call it Heather's folly, mm-hmm. but I don't fault Heather. No, for it. The head count was right, but. There was somebody in that head count that didn't belong That's there. That's right. Mitch Murphy. Mitch Murphy. Next door neighbor, Mitch Murphy. Yes. Mitch Murphy is my favorite character in Home Alone. Oh, man. Every line that kid has is freaking gold. <laughs> so this is Jeffrey Wiseman playing Mitch Murphy. And he originally auditioned to play Kevin McAllister. Mm-hmm. I like that he is then cast as Mitch Murphy mm-hmm. because... You could imagine, okay, well, he's the same age. He fits the profile of the of the actor they're looking for, right? Yes. So Mitch Murphy kind of, you know, he, he's got his back to Heather. He's got a winter hat on. He's digging into a bag in his, the van. Yeah. It, it's reasonable. Yeah, in Heather's defense, I don't know. It's pretty freaking weird that Mitch Murphy walks across the street and then starts digging through people's luggage. Absolutely. I like, by the way, how someone from the McAllister clan has packed a yo-yo for France. (laughs) Mitch Murphy is just such a conundrum to me. Okay, like everything that he does, I just wonder what his motivation is. First, he walks across the street. He starts talking to the guy who's like clearly works for, what is that? It's American Airlines, right? Like the American Airlines. I have a question about that. Mm. So is that the airport shuttle? I think that's what it is. I think they like hired American Airlines to come and pick them up for their flight. But what is this service? A door-to-door shuttle service that's run by the airline? If it's a third party, if it's like a taxi service, Mm -hmm. sure. But it seems like it's from the airport, right? I mean, maybe it is. What is this door-to-door airport shuttle service? Florida. Well, actually, first we're going into Missouri to pick up my grandma. Do you know the McAllisters are going to France? Do you know if it's cold there? Do these vans get good gas mileage? Gee, kid, I don't know. Hit the road. So if we're talking about the Murphys and someone might wonder, well, why talk about the Murphys? There's so many characters. Mm-hmm. Well, one answer could be. He's my well, favorite character. That could be one answer. Yeah. Another answer could be we're in deep. Mm-hmm. Yet another answer, though, could be the real answer which is the Murphys act as a very important mechanism Mm -hmm. in Home Alone. Mm -hmm. One, which you pointed out already, is the mistaken identity, right? We need Mitch to throw off the head count so that they don't realize that Kevin isn't there. But there are other mechanisms that the Murphys provide too. And one of them is it's the other house. It's the house that we kind of need that's not the McAllister's house so that we can establish all these things, especially so that we can establish the wet bandits. Mm -hmm. We need to see Marv plugging the drains in the sinks and flooding a house so that we know what the wet bandits are. And that's what the Murphys do. Yeah. And I think the first robbery that takes place on Lincoln Boulevard is the Murphy's house. Yeah. Um, They did try to steal from the McAllister's first, but Kevin dissuaded them by turning on all the lights when he heard them coming up. And so the next day they go to the Murphy's house and they're just bashing everything. (laughs) Previously we had talked, I think we had talked about why Kevin calls the police to the Murphy's Mm -hmm. and 
what has occurred to me since is that Kevin has committed crimes. That's right. right? Yeah. You've got that call towards the end of the movie where Kevin picks up the phone, calls 911 and says, hey, my name is Murphy. Uh, My house is being robbed. Why didn't Kevin just say I'm home alone and robbers are trying to rob my place? Right. Because Kevin thinks he's a criminal because he he stole a toothbrush. He stole a toothbrush. He has self-identified as a criminal. The cops are looking for him. Right. And it doesn't belabor that point. But I think we can assume that. That from that moment on, Kevin feels that he's on the lamb. Mm-hmm. And so he's he a has to like from justice. And so he has to bring the wet bandits over to the Murphys who have already been robbed. Right. Does he know that? At this point, I don't know how I don't, he would. I don't think he does. Yeah. And when that's he goes probably into the, what that's probably what messes up his plan is yeah. that suddenly he's in a flooded basement and yeah. he did not expect to be in a flooded basement. Yes. So that slows him down. Yeah. And trying he, to get up the stairs. And he also, you know what it was? He probably didn't think that the cellar door would be locked. And he didn't think that the wet bandits could be up top, but they'd already broken through the door when they robbed the place. So they right. just got in all. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yet another thing, too, is when Peter calls the Murphys and leaves a message on the machine that also alerts Harry and Marv to the fact that they are in Paris. Okay, let's take a moment and talk about that scene. Uh, So this is like your sort of first intro to how the Wet Bandits operate. Harry is kind of just playing around with toys in the living room, and Marv is in the background just destroying everything. Crowbarring glass, (laughs) yanking things, just just making din. To the point where, like, Harry's like, you know, you're one of the great cat burglars in the world, Marv. You think I could keep it down? a little bit you know and he's also i I don't know why but this just cracks me up but he's got a pair of snorkel goggles on him which i love in particular because they're the wet bandits (laughs) and so he's wearing these these goggles as the wet bandit and then yeah and then you get the answer machine from pete McAllister in france i like how mitch murphy knows that the McAllisters are going to France because he says as much to the shuttle driver, but apparently Peter doesn't know that the Murphys are going to Florida. No. Peter, ever oblivious. I bet Kevin and Mitch are friends because Kevin walks by the house and he sees the Wet Bandit's van and he says, I thought the Murphys went to Florida. He wouldn't know that unless he was friends with somebody at the Murphys. Yeah, and Mitch is uh, sort of a precocious kid. Yeah. And so is Kevin. I bet they get along famously. So yeah, the Wet Bandits are robbing the Murphys' house and then Pete McAllister calls from Paris to say... We're in Paris, basically. And Marv concludes, okay, yeah, the house is abandoned. You're that right. house we were trying to rob the other night, that is was that the McAllister's? Uh, this is another thing I wanted to bring up in that scene. So you learn that the Murphy father is Chuck Murphy from the answering machine. Jack. It's Jack? Jack Murphy. Not Chuck. Not Chuck. Okay. So you learn from that it's Jack Murphy. Fun fact, the voice of Jack Murphy is Raja Gosnell, who is the editor for Home Alone. And not just the editor for Home Alone, but the editor for every Chris Columbus film from Heartbreak Hotel to Nine Months. At which point, he switched from being an editor to a director. And then he directed 
Home Alone 3. Wow. His debut film was Home Alone 3. Now that I didn't know. I knew he had directed Never Been Kissed mm -hmm. with Drew Barrymore. I've heard people like that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a successful film. It's yeah. a successful rom-com. Yeah. It's got that Sixpence None the Richer song in it. Yeah. Nah, that's a band I can't get behind. Yeah. A little saccharin. But the movie was, uh, the movie was decent. Yeah. So, I mean, for those at home whose oh, favorite oh, part oh. is hearing Jack's voice on the answering machine, know that that may also be one of your favorite movie directors. Yes. He also directed Big Mama's House and he edited Rookie of the Year. It's just, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All in the family there. Yep. Rookie of the Year we've talked about before, which was a Daniel Stern joint. Yes. That was his directorial debut. Fantastic film. You should check it out. Definitely see it. So our intro to Mitch Murphy is the McAllisters have woken up late because of the storm. Uh, and Mitch Murphy comes from across the street and just starts not harassing, but trying to strike up a conversation with these guys who are just trying say, to pestering. Pestering. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that. yeah, the one guy does actually say, I told you before, kid, don't, don't bother, bother me. me. Now beat yeah. it. <laughs> There's a guy who's loading luggage into the van and Mitch walks up and goes, hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. I live across the street and he tries to shake hands with the guy. And then he also says, are you guys going out of town? Why is he asking the guy who's loading luggage if he's going out of town? He's got lots of questions. <laughs> You know the McAllisters are going to France? Yes. You know if it's cold there? Do these vans get, get good, good gas, gas mileage? <laughs> so Mitch is kind of a gearhead. Yes. He's eight, maybe nine years old. And he's asking all these questions about the vans. And I love that a kid his age is so interested in these vans. Do they get good gas mileage? <laughs> also, it's this funny combo of like, just enough knowledge to not know anything. Yes. Because of course these transit vans do not have manual transmission. Of course they have automatic transmission and they don't have four wheel drive. So he doesn't know anything about vans, but he knows to ask these things. And yes. I love that he's asking them as if he really wants to know the answer. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I mean, I didn't know those things either. Yeah, but you wouldn't have known to ask those questions, yeah, right? You wouldn't yeah. be asking, oh, did these did these vans get good gas mileage and do they have automatic transmission? He, he doesn't wait at all for any kind of answer. And then Mitch just leaves without there being any incident. He's just like, oh, I'm used to being told to get out of here. And so he goes back and just starts rooting through the McAllister's luggage, which <laughs> he, and then he tells, and then when they're all driving away, he waves and he goes, have a nice trip. Bring me back something French, mm -hmm. which is so presumptuous. Why would they bring him back something? He's just hoping. This is Mitch. This is Mitch. You got to love him. So they go from uh, they're going to Orlando, Florida. Right. So they're going to Orlando, but they're stopping in Missouri, Missouri. to pick up his grandma. Probably St. Louis. You got to hope it's St. Louis because from Winnetka to Orlando is 18 hours, give or take. And St. Louis is not exactly on the way. It's just a little dip to the west out of the way. Yeah. So that's probably going to add a couple hours. But I mean, geez. If, if his grandma lives in, like, Kansas City, that's, you're gonna, they're going to have to drive across the whole state of Missouri. Where do you think they're going in Orlando, Florida? What do you think their vacation is? I mean, Orlando's inland, right? Mm. So they got to be going to Disney, right? I mean, why else go to Orlando 
if they were going to Orlando to visit his grandmother, maybe. But if they're picking his grandma up and then they're going to Orlando, they got to be going to a theme park. Maybe uh, Universal Studios. Yeah. Was that was that a thing? Did Universal Studios exist in 1990? I've never been to Universal. I don't really know the history of that place. I haven't either. They've got that Back to the Future ride, uh, and Back to the Future was in 1985. I think they actually finally decommissioned the Back to the Future ride. Uh, I think it was like their flagship ride for a long time, and I think they finally ran out of room for it. They had to do like a Dark Knight Rises ride or something. I don't know. Oh, that's a mistake. Well... That's a lot of driving, though. That's like four days of driving. That's, I mean, the trip that I took down to Orlando, Florida was we drove. We didn't take a plane. Yeah. When you guys drove to Orlando, did you do it in two days or did you just do like the cannonball run? We did it. 20 hour drive. We did it it over over a couple of days. I think we had a few stops. Yeah. Yeah. Stayed at the Best Western. Yeah. Or an aunt and uncle's. Wow. I went on a trip one time and staying in a hotel, Mm -hmm. woke up to killer clowns from outer space. Oh, wow. And I was young. That's pretty terrifying. And it was it was scary. Yeah, it was scary. I didn't like it. I haven't seen that one all the way through. I got a little too scared. I could stand to revisit it. Great score. Really? Yeah. Who is that? Hans Zimmer? I don't remember. Oh, Nine, ten, eleven. Okay, half in this van, half in this van. Let's go. Have a good trip. Bring me back up to French. Do you think that Mitch Murphy has a mother? Yes. What makes you think so? I don't know. Uh, Is it? Do you think it's a socioeconomic thing? Do you think that the sort of insular culture of this upper crust community? sort of begets that yeah like it doesn't seem likely that it's not just a traditional family structure yeah i mean i guess i don't really know because when peter calls from france he only addresses jack he doesn't address whoever the matriarch of the family would be yeah they are referred to as the murphys by kevin but Mm -hmm. a father and son would also be the murphys yeah it is a pretty well-decorated house. It's also like all of the decorations are Christmas-oriented, which means that somebody is going around and switching those decorations out per season and then putting up, like, you know, the all-year decorations. And That's I, hard for any single parent I, to do. I don't see a single father doing that. I don't know. I also wonder, do you think uh, Mitch Murphy is an only child, or do you think he has siblings? I think he's an only child. Yeah. Um, because he's such a chatterbox. Yeah, I I think he's an only child. He seems like he's good at amusing himself. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he does have a sibling, maybe it's like a baby sister or brother yeah. who's not yet old enough to tag along. Because he's, man, he is up in Adam. All of the McAllisters are still sound asleep. You got 15 people in a house. And just because the power went out, yeah. not a one of them 
happen to wake up at seven yeah. and maybe check their watch. No, they're all sound asleep. <laughs> a bunch of lug beds. No, Mitch, but Murphy. Mitch is up, man. He's dressed. He's outdoors. He's out. He's like, he's doing the rounds already. <laughs> so I feel like he's, I feel like Mitch is at his wits end. He's got more yeah. energy than he knows what to do with. And he's got no sibling to screw around with. Yeah. And he's so eager to make friends to the point where he walks across the street and just starts talking to the guys who are going right. to shut all his neighbors to an airport introduces himself to adult workers yes <laughs> boy i could use some company my parents pretend like i don't exist yes <laughs> yeah okay so yeah he probably has a mom we don't know what her name is though she's never referenced no so i mean we're making assumptions there's a first time for everything you know what i bet it is okay so he probably only peter probably only addresses jack because maybe those two guys are friends i bet they are i think that's what it is it's like they're barbecue buddies or something Mm -hmm. like that and so like jack this is uh this is peter yeah man i bet they do a lot of hanging out in the garage Mm -hmm. i bet one of them or the other does a lot of wandering into the other's yard yeah Hey, I just, you know, get to talking. You know what I bet? They're fishing buddies. Yeah. yeah I bet that's you, what it is. You betcha. Yeah. You betcha. They go out there to the big lake. Yeah. Cast a line, you know, maybe up, up uh, to Kenosha. Drink some beers. Mm-hmm. They get it. Yeah. They get it. I got to get out of the house for a little bit. Yes. Do you think that they only know each other because they're neighbors? Probably. Yeah. 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 How long do we think that the McAllisters have lived in Winnetka? Three or four years, I think. Yeah. I do wonder where they came from. You know, when they moved onto the block, did they already live in another suburb of Chicago or did they move? I had always assumed also that the McAllisters originated in Ohio because that's where Frank lives. Huh. You think so? So you think Frank stayed behind? Yeah. Never got, never moved out. Yeah, I think that's, I think Frank stayed close to home and then the other McAllisters branched out and, uh, you know, went to New York and to Paris and to, to Chicago. I bet Kate is from Chicago. I do think Kate is from Chicago. I think. I bet she's a native Chicagoan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peter moved to Chicago. Yeah. Sowing his wild oats. Yep. Met Kate on the the mercantile exchange or mm. whatever that's called over there. The Michigan Avenue thing. Yeah, it's the the L train. The it's the mercan it's the mercantile exchange, isn't it? The Sears Tower. The Sears Tower. I bet Peter proposed on top of the Sears Tower. I bet Kate proposed. Could be, yeah. On top of the John Hancock. The Hancock. Center. The Hancock oh, Tower. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Second highest. Yeah. Better uh, observatory though. That's what they say. There was a time when the Sears Tower was the tallest Tallest building building in the the world. world. Yeah. When we were younger. We were alive then. I think so. Those were quaint times, huh? Yeah. Sears Tower. Windy City. How do you think that uh, if Kevin and Mitch are friends, how do you think Mitch having been robbed by the Wet Bandits and Kevin having foiled the Wet Bandits robbery of his own house will affect their friendship going forward. I mean, this really comes back to what anyone finds out about this whole thing. Yes. Right. The McAllisters are going to know what at least happened to the Murphys if somehow they don't know that the Wet Bandits were ever in their house. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kevin, for some reason, is pretty... uh, um, he's pretty committed to keeping this secret. So I think yeah. he's just going to keep he's, this one in his pocket. Keeps everything under his hat. Sorry, you got robbed. I wonder what that was all about. I didn't see anything happen. 
So I feel like we talk about a lot of things on the show and maybe Murphy's are not something that a casual fan of Home Alone might even think much about. But I think it is important to to think about these things and how it all plays in to what happens to Kevin and why. When the Murphys and the McAllisters get home, McAllisters are going to find out that the Murphys got robbed and flooded. Yeah. And that the bandits who've been on the lam were arrested Mm -hmm. there. And also probably that a call was made to the police. Mm -hmm. Okay. All very strange stuff. At the same time, the Murphys are going to find out that Kevin was left home alone while his family went to Paris. Yes. These are both very interesting things to talk about (laughs) post-holidays. Is anyone ever going to draw the conclusion that there was a convergence of these strange events? At some point, is someone going to ask Kevin, hey, by the way, you were just home alone hanging around. You see the cop show up? I'm kind of wondering if old man Marley's going to get pulled into the situation. If maybe... Hey, that guy was home alone with Kevin. Maybe he saw something. And then he's also reunited with his family. So any neighborhood gossip is maybe fixed. And they're going to like, I I bet the neighborhood's going to cozy up to old man Marley to find out what really happened. And do you think that for some inexplicable reason, Kevin and Marley's lips are just going to remain sealed and this is just going to be their little secret? I think so. I think these two guys are going to keep it to themselves. And their bonds will grow ever deeper for it. Yeah. For no good reason whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, it's a good reason. (laughs) It's it's a good enough reason for friendship. Friendship hinges on secrets. Do you have any secrets for me? No. Oh. The Long Road Home Alone is broadcast live from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's hosted by Jimmy Dantes and Joey Z and produced by Pat Muldoon. Until next time, eat junk and listen to rubbish.